Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's it's a religion. We are on the air. And uh, this is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America and to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, with liberty and justice for some. Those that have connections, those that have money, those that have influence, power, position, and, you know, what have you. The little guy is getting the snow job. And don't let anyone fool you. The Democrats are not about protecting the little guy anymore. I'm sorry. They say that all they want, but that is not the case. I'm trying to help my 70-some-year-old mother understand that. And the Republicans are much more about the middle class and and uh, the working stiffs of America than what the Democrat Party is. But uh, even there, there's limited uh, ability. You look at the federal budget or this, well, they don't have a budget, do they? They just keep throwing out these omnibus spending bills and we're supposed to clap and applaud them and their efforts. And 2,700 pages of spending your money, your money and my money, it's not their money, although I think a lot of them think it is because they've been there long enough, um, much like Mr. Biden, who's been there forever. Uh, you know, that's the travesty of this whole thing. We've got, I think, that's where term limits would help. Would would have much more turnover. You wouldn't have these people in Congress for 6,000 years um, and then buying a $35 million mansion when they leave because they've been able to take advantage of that position for that long. And it's become more about uh, what you can gain by becoming uh, part of the government than really serving people, which is what it's supposed to be about. You know, going and temporarily serving your constituents in the area that you're from and then going back home and, and uh, being part of that community still. And now when a congressperson makes $200,000 a year, they don't need to go back home and do anything, right? I mean, most people, to my knowledge, can live on that kind of income. And maybe you can't. I don't know. I don't know your personal situation. But but most people could. I could do that. I could live on two hundred grand a year without much of a problem, plus all the travel perks and all the other things that I'm sure go with the job. So that's where we're at in this country. Uh, you can email us at ehudatitsareligion.org. That's ehudatitsareligion.org. And here we start with the Bible. We start with the Word of God. We start with the fact that everybody worships something. You're going to worship yourself. You're going to worship other people. You're going to worship other things. Or you're going to worship the one true God and submit to his authority and what he says about life and about the purpose of life and what life is is here for why you are here and uh, it is a beautiful thing there is nothing like it once you submit to the will of jesus christ and submit to his teaching submit to his authority submit to his uh, lordship and it's just it's unexplicable because it's a personal thing you know it's a a process that's the same for everybody you uh repent of your sin and you put your faith and trust in what he did to cover your sin, what he did to, to reconnect you with God from that separation that your sin causes. And you say, hey, you're in control, Lord Jesus. I don't, I don't want to be my own boss anymore. 
And there's just something that happens inside of you uh, when the Holy Spirit comes and, and encourages you in that process that, I, you know, it's a, like I said, a personal thing that you can't quantify for someone else because everybody's experience is a little bit different. And so it's, uh, I don't know, I think it's a beautiful thing. So right now we're looking at, at the word life in the Bible. You know, we start every year in Genesis looking at creation because that is how we got here, people. God created everything. Um, he had the intelligence and the wherewithal and the ability to do it. And that is the only way you could have the complexity that we have in this life. It would never happen by random chance. I don't care how much time you have. So, uh, you know, evolution is a religion period exclamation point end of story and they can tell you that it's scientific all they want but it's no more scientific than uh saying that i'm gonna jump off our our deck out back and float upwards i mean really so anyway we're looking at the word of life we're in the new testament we start out in matthew chapter 6 Verse 25, it says this, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, or nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Now, is he saying don't ever like think about what you're going to wear today? I don't think so. I think what he's getting at here is uh, don't be anxious for things. Don't be so worried about things and stuff that you want to get that you miss out on the importance of life, which is in relationships, within uh, relationship with the Lord God, relationship with your spouse, relationship with your children. Because um, it's very easy to get caught up in the pursuit of happiness where happiness becomes something other than what God has told us would bring us true happiness and joy, which is a relationship with Him. And then through that relationship, relationship with others. This life is about people. It's not about stuff. Uh, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leads to life and few there be that find it. Now that could be a depressing thought, but it can also be an exciting thought. You know, my wife and I sometimes will talk about, well, are we, are we always on the outs here? You know, versus what society supposedly wants. You know, we walk around still and still see so many people wearing masks and we're just like befuddled. We're like, are, are we crazy? And yet, no, we're in the narrow way. And so when you're in the narrow way, uh, there's going to be a wide path of destruction outside of that that people are choosing that you can't prevent them from doing that. It's their choice. Um, just like throughout this whole pandemic, you got all these people that, that think masks do something when they do nothing. They, it was a pure fear tactic from uh, people that want to control you. So I don't know. I don't know what you do with that. He that finds his life shall lose it. And he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. Now, Jesus taught this. This is Matthew chapter 10, verse 39. And he's saying, look, if you truly find life, life everlasting, you're going to lose your life and what you want. Um, you're going to lose the other things that you worship besides me and he said he that loses his life loses other things that he worships for my sake for the lord jesus sake you will truly find life and that's 
I, from my perspective, that is spot on. I used to, uh, I had a hard time giving up control. You know, I was a control freak. I wanted, like, I remember, you know, when I used to have cable, if I couldn't find the remote, I literally freaked out. You can ask my wife about that one. Um, and I, you know, when I think about it in the, in a past sense, I don't feel like I was a control freak, but yet I, I believe I was. And I got to a point where I finally, I was on a, a short-term mission trip in Honduras and I fell flat on my face on the pavement outside the mission house. And I just said, I get it, Lord, I give up. You're in control. I, I don't want it anymore. And from that day forward, it's been a process. I still have had to work out a lot of things, but I feel like I'm actually starting to get there. And that's 17 years ago when that happened. So it's uh, it's pretty crazy, but it's it's a wonderful thing. But I think that's what prevents a lot of people is they want to be their own boss. They want to be their own lord. They want to be in control of what they they want to do and they don't realize that by giving up control they actually gain something more than what they had before and then he repeats this in matthew 16 uh, matthew 18 wherefore if thy hand or thy foot offend thee cut them off and cast them from thee for it is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into the everlasting fire and what he's saying here is is do what everything you can to prevent yourself from sinning. And if you can, if it takes cutting off your arm to prevent you from sinning and going to hell, then do it because it's worth it. It's worth it to go into everlasting life. And uh, it's, it's, we don't know exactly what everlasting life is going to be like, but we're going to live with him. And it's, I don't, you know, when I, when I think about it, I think it's going to be amazing. So, and then he goes on to say, if then I offend thee, pluck it out, cast it from thee, for it is better to enter to life with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. So pretty straightforward. He's like, you got to give up yourself and your sinful desires and repent of that sin and turn from your sin and, and turn toward him. And that doesn't mean you're going to, going to instantly be the most perfectly righteous person on the earth because it, you're still in this body of flesh that wants to sin but uh it does mean that you have a new purpose in life so let's see even the son of man came not to be ministered unto but to minister and to give his life as a ransom for many now, this is Jesus' example to us that we are to give of ourselves and to not be selling fish all the time. And my family, in, inside my family, make that as a joke. Stop selling fish, which is being selfish. Selfish and, selfishness and pride uh, lead to all kinds of things. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised that the Bible doesn't say that in, in definitive terms like it does about money. You know, money is the root of all evil, it says. Or the love of money is the root of all evil. And uh, there's a lot to do with pride and selfishness, though, too, that causes people to sin. So, um, let's see. 
in Matthew 25, and these things shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous unto life eternal. And there's only one way to be righteous, and that is to put your faith and trust in the one who did it perfectly, who was perfect, who walked in a way that was perfectly righteous, and then went to the cross and covered our sin completely, once and for all. So there's no need to go back and sacrifice another animal to cover your sin. It's done. It's over. That's it. Kaputsky. So then I thought it was interesting. There's you know a whole lot on the Ukraine war and what's going on with this and that. Um, but I thought this was a very interesting article uh, today. There's an opinion by a guy named Tim Meads in the Daily Wire, returned to God's time by rejecting the Senate's plan to make daylight savings time permanent. And he goes on through this whole thing. Apparently the Senate voted, uh, Marco Rubio and, and Sheldon Whitehouse uh, introduced the Sunshine Protection Act, and they're trying to shift the uh, shift time to be in daylight savings time permanently. And so I don't know how this affects things the rest of the world. I imagine it, it you know, because I don't know what the rest of the world does when it comes to daylight savings time. But, um, you know, he goes, he kind of complains that it's being widely praised and this and that. And he talks about being on God's time. And I'm like, I think about that and I go, well, what is God's time? You know, you got night and day. But what difference does it really make an hour, right? You're just shifting one hour. And so, yeah, it's darker in the morning some parts of the year. I mean, the solar cycle isn't changing at all. You're not going against God's creation at all. You're just establishing a different time element so that it's not so dark in the wintertime when you get off work. I don't know. I mean, it's. I don't see it as that big of a deal. And then, so you've got that. The one side, the guy's complaining about it. And then another side, Senate passes legislation to make daylight savings time permanent. The U.S. Senate unanimously passed legislation Tuesday that would make daylight savings time permanent. The legislation, titled the Sunshine Protection Act, was introduced by Republican Florida Senator Marco Rubio in 2021 and picked up support from Democrats such as Democratic Rhode Island Senator Sheldon Whitehouse. And so it goes on to say, you know, talks about the enormous health and economic benefits making daylight savings time permanent, Buchanan told the Daily Caller. So Florida and 17 other states apparently have already moved to adopt daylight savings time year-round, but cannot do so without congressional approval. So that's, uh, I don't know, again, I don't see the big deal. And I think it's, uh, um, I would rather it be lighter, lighter, you know, in the morning, I'd like it being dark, to be honest with you. My wife and I are both not morning people. I can get my coffee in me before I really wake up, and having it dark out in the morning really isn't that big a deal. And I know some people have to get kids off to school and things like that. We're not like that because we homeschool. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal to me. So... Enjoy daylight savings time because in 2023 it will be permanent. So there you go. Why they can't do it this year, I don't know. But maybe people got to have time to prepare for that or something. 
So anyway, that's the, the show for today. Be encouraged. If, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, get to know him. Get a Bible. Get a Bible app. Get a, um, find a Gideon's Bible somewhere um, or something and, and find out what, uh, what he's all about. Because once you do, you'll never be the same. And um, life will be different for you. And stop putting faith in things that guys in white coats tell you is true. Or guys in suits, right? It's the suits and the white coats against the rest of us at this point, I think. I really think that's where this is heading. you got people in suits telling you all these things that are not true. You've got people in white coats telling you a lot of things that aren't true. But they put their faith and trust in them. Or they're just out downright deceiving you, period, without blinking an eye. So... Put your faith and trust in the right place, which is in the Lord Jesus Christ and His Word. Have a great day. Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a poor swing. For summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that He's done for my mama, for my friends, for your love.